Welcome to episode 12 of the Brother Says Podcast. I'm Andrew. And I'm Parker. Uh, we are a wisdom podcast about aphorisms, idioms, pearls of wisdom, and the history behind them. We'll go through each aphorism that we bring, rank each one at the end of each episode. Well said. It happens every time. Wow. All of those things. Yeah. Um, for the most part. What do you mean? Well, sometimes we forget to rate them. We do forget a lot of things a lot. Forget. <laughs> yeah. We usually get the meat and potato, the, as they say, the meat and potatoes of the cast in. Oh. But uh, sometimes the, let's say, green beans are uh-huh. forgotten. Mm-hmm. Of course, the green beans are obviously the rating. Sometimes you don't want, you don't want the green beans. You just want the yummy meat potatoes. They're filling mm-hmm. the meat and potatoes. Mm-hmm. Get some gravy on there? The green beans distract too much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I I find myself, right away, I'll start with the green beans. Because I want to get them out of the way. Yeah. Oh. You know what I mean? I do. Don't have to worry about it anymore Mm -hmm. when they're gone. And then you can just look at the rest. Yes. This is what I get now. (laughs) It's, yeah. It's kind of like saving, you know, dessert is last, but in this, it just... The rest of the meal is left. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. It's kind of like dessert, and it gives you that, like, feeling of satisfaction, serotonin. Oh, yeah, meat. Are we just talking about meat and potatoes here? I don't know what we're talking about anymore. <laughs> we kind of lost the thread. <laughs> uh, big announcement. Oh. We have upgraded our setup. Oh. It's a bit professional. I'm on the floor, but... We both have our own microphones, so... We've got a few kinks yet. Yeah. If this episode never airs, it's because this didn't work at all. Yeah. So, sorry. Sorry, guys. Uh, I... Uh, if it does air, uh-huh. sorry. Yeah, also sorry. Might sound bad. Uh, do you have any apologies for last week, Parker? <laughs> Wait. Not that you should. <laughs> but, uh, but usually we do. Um, usually you do. I don't have any well. this week. I feel I'm a very shame-filled person. You know, sometimes you say things on air mm-hmm. and you don't mean it. And but you know, it's 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 air talk, man. It's, it's air, air talk. talk. Yeah, we have to fill the air with our annoying voices and sometimes <laughs> yeah. garbage comes out. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, it's true. Wait, no, I'm not sorry. Wait, are you sorry? I'm to starting today, I'm not going to be filled with shame. That's amazing. I think I think that Meat and potatoes should are worse than green beans. Yes. Oh, wait. Wait, no. <laughs> I got Why you. would you say that? Well, because I'm not sorry anymore. But it's, I mean, are you like, is that your true, are those your true feelings? No. So why? <laughs> well, I'm just saying it. So I, you're not sorry anymore, but you are a liar. Well, I need to have something to not be sorry about <laughs> okay and that's where i'm starting. yeah yeah next week i will not let you apologize for saying for saying that i get it if there's an outburst of anger i might apologize for it <laughs> we'll see though hopefully our hopefully our listeners are understanding andrew's going through um a period right a, a, a rough a rough point right now thank you for not saying i'm going through a period right now it would be i think it would be confusing it would uh hmm did you have anything, anything cool, anything um, cool to say? Um, Do any cool tricks lately, or like fun, fun, fun flips? 
I did do that quadruple backflip off of the tallest building in Kansas City, but that was kind of it's kind of just like an after work activity. Yeah. Uh, oh, last night I was sitting at an outdoor space at a restaurant. Uh huh. And the homeless person came up and and um uh sat near my group. We were the only ones out there, and um it was very very. Kind, posing, loving. No, very rude and mean, and um, everything. And uh, but that's all I had to happen lately. That was interesting. Okay, we, I, I, I'm gonna apologize. Wait, no, we we talk about homeless people fairly often. Really? Yeah, and I, I don't want people to think we're anti per per persons experiencing homelessness. (laughs) Ooh, so PC. I know, I am. But uh, I think uh, when you live in city life, it, we're based out of Kansas City. That's where our home office is. For those of you who don't know. Yeah. It's just, just, and now Parker's moved downtown, so he's a city oh, yeah. boy. He sees it all. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I think it's important to not make an opinion about all homeless people based on <laughs> some interactions. Um. Yeah, that's basically it. I, think I mean, that's I don't. I fine think and that's a good advice for anything in life. Yeah, I mean, just just like all other people, just like people with homes, you they're the worst. They're they suck. Homeowners, ugh. Uh, but but like yeah, like like you can't base an opinion of all. You know, let's say of all car salesmen off of one car salesman, salesperson car salespeople off of one car salesperson go ahead and dub that in like i'm gonna I'm do it gonna i'm going to just copy and paste that so people listen to what you just did three times so anyway though you know you just can't make an opinion on a whole group of people based on one person that's all i'm trying to say okay that's all i got that's great thank you so let's get to the green beans of this thing. no absolutely <laughs> not i guess maybe this is the green beans uh parker uh i don't know who started last week but May I? I I really like mine this week. I think I have to thank listener Jackson for this one. Jackson. Mm-hmm. This is a good... Thanks, Jackson. Yes, thank you. This is a good suggestion. Is Jackson really a listener? I don't think so. Okay, cool. Go ahead. But he gave a suggestion. That's great. Thanks, Jackson. Uh, okay, let me, let me think of a fun, a fun skit. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, you were talking about your, your story about the homeless... Uh, Person, the person experiencing homelessness. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, at the restaurant, man, that was a pretty kettle of fish you were in right there. Yep. Yeah, pretty, pretty is one word to, to describe it. Well, it w- wait, just wait a moment. Okay. So my aphorism is a pretty kettle of fish. Mm, I. And based on how you responded to that, I I have a feeling I know what you think it means. What are? It's a pretty confusing aphorism here what yeah. are your thoughts on what how is it applicable wow well first i've never heard that in my life same not until the the other day so what is it a pretty kettle of fish yes it's sometimes a fine kettle of fish a pretty kettle of fish um those are the most common ways to use it but maybe not wait till later wow i don't know is it because like no like so it must be like some sort of fish soup. You don't have to. You don't have to explain where it came from or the background. Just what? What? 
situation would you use it? Or how would you based, define Based it? off of the skit you just gave, I would, yeah. I would compare it to um, another aphorism, like being in a pickle. Ooh. Like you're, uh, yeah, it's kind of a situation, um, an interesting situation that is difficult to respond to yeah. and live in, live through. <laughs> lived through. <laughs> yeah, I lived through it, man. I'm stronger you for did. it. I re- <laughs> uh, so that's that's pretty good. I think if if I hadn't have said did the little skit, would you have guessed it was a positive idiom? Is it a positive idiom? I need. I don't. No. I, it is. Oh. It's a negative. I probably would have because of the word pretty. Yeah. I probably would have. Yeah. 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 Um. So here's the definition from phrases.org. A muddle or awkward state of affairs. Oh yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So, so I'd say your situation fits very well into a pretty kettle of fish. It was a pretty kettle of fish, and this one has a bit of a mixed history. Uh, I, it, 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 I'll give this to you. It's English, because you could probably guess kettle. We don't use kettle a lot here in America. Mm-hmm. Would you say? Can you give me a time? What what year? Oh, jeez. I mean, come on. Easy. 1810. That's pretty dang close. You're gonna say like 1529. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, it. Let's see. It was first. It was first put to book, put to the written word. And this is boring as hell. And the most interesting part is after the this. green beans. This is the green beans, and we're about to get to the meat and potatoes. I well, we're about to get past my favorite part. Wait, which is the green beans? Oh no. So in 1785, Thomas Newt published a tour in England and Scotland. In this, he referred to fish kettles. Oh, shoot. I said the best part first. Wait, just cut it out and start over. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So in Henry Fielding's novel, The History of the Adventures of Joseph Andrews, uh, written in 1742, he is the first to state a pretty kettle of Wow. Yes. So, so that's the first time this idiom was used. But your question next might be, what the heck is a kettle of fish? And yeah, why... what the heck is a kettle of fish? Yeah. And why? Why? Yeah, like, because we think of a kettle as basically just a teapot, right? Yeah, yeah. Or like when you say kettle of fish, I do picture like a like a soup pot. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay. What about fish in a tea kettle? That's fair. Uh, that's a. That's that wouldn't make any sense. No. That's that's a pretty fair guess. So. We don't know exactly. There's not a lot of references to fish pots, like pots for fish. Uh, in 1785. Uh. This is one of our only clues. Thomas Newt published a tour to England and Scotland, and in this he refers to fish kettles that fishermen are using to boil fish. So this is a, a solid um, origin, possible origin for this. Uh, and there is another possible origin that it is referring to fishing nets oh. a, as kettles. So. Fishing, these fishing nets used to be known as kittles, and they are barriers or weirs, weirs, in rivers designed to catch fish. Uh, Kittle nets 
are part of that apparatus. So kiddos were meant to catch fish, and this one uh, uh, researcher from a long time ago thought that people were mistakenly calling it kettles of fish. So instead of nets of fish or kiddos of fish, they were saying kettles of fish. See, that makes sense, because if, if a fish finds itself in a net, then it is in a pretty precarious or awkward situation. <laughs> That's for sure. If I was a fish in that, I'd be like, awkward. This is funny. This is crazy. <laughs> I'm so silly. It is, it is strange, because it's not like it's, it doesn't sound like it's saying you're in the fish's perspective, and it's very awkward <laughs> that you're being caught. It's like you have, a, f- a good, a pretty, or a fine net full of fish. Why the heck is that off? Yeah. And we don't know. There's n- the- these are only two guesses of the origin. And it doesn't really explain them. It just tries to explain where the word kettle comes from. Yeah. Huh. Well, that's that's pretty, pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. I'd say it's mildly crazy. I'd say... Yeah. Yeah. And fun fact, there is a more recently that has become more popular idiom that you may have heard. It is a different kettle of fish. And it means an alternative or a different thing altogether. That's just something I thought it was. Yeah, mildly. Another, it's just another wrench in the... Did you just say yeah mildly? Yeah. I think it's pretty damn interesting. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. Uh that's quite the thing. Yeah, yeah. They just changed one word and it you know, it's a different idiom all altogether. It's a different thing altogether. It's a different kettle of fish. Whoa. That's pretty cool. Wait, so when they made when they said that's a different kettle of fish, did whoever knew that, did they know? The origin of a pretty kettle of fish? I think, I don't know if they knew the origin, but they knew of it. Yeah, they knew of the phrase, but, yeah. but they were just building on the phrase and not going back to the original, the original idea and building on that. Yeah, I mean, they must have been building just off the phrase, but it's pretty unrelated because it just, it literally just means a different thing. Yeah. If you say that's a different kettle of fish, maybe, maybe you could say it means a different strange thing. Like if you yeah. see a, Flying saucer, you're like, that's a different kettle. Yeah. Whoa. That's different. That's different. Kettle. Kettlefish. <laughs> Let's modernize it. No, that's a flying object. That's not a it's not a it's not a kettle of That's a DKF. No. Different kettle of fish. A UDKF. Unidentified different kettle. Wait, U D F wait, U D F K F. Yeah. Unidentified Flying kettle of fish. UFK, UFKDF. That's my final answer. Unidentified flying kettle of fish. I don't think it's going to catch on. I think it is. There's no proof that, the unidentif- that any UFO is not, in fact, just a pot, a hot pot of fish okay. flying through the air. You're it right. makes sense. Think mm. about it. The pot is so hot, it's glowing. Oh my gosh. It's that simple, man. UFOs are kettles of fish. Well, it could be a net too. Jack, ch- checkmate, checkmate. <laughs> You're right. It could be net, um, but then that wouldn't fit in with the UFO thing. Right. So I'm going with 
uh, like pot kettle. I'm gonna cooking go. vessel. I'm gonna go with you on this because I love that. Yeah, I love you. Oh, yeah, love you too. Thank you. Will you? And that's all I have. Will you hit me? Will you hit me? Sure. <laughs> yeah, how do you like that? Yeah, that was good. Yeah. All right. Hey. Yeah? Birds of a feather flock together. Boom. We've already done this one. What? No, you haven't. Oh, wait, let me look. I think it, remi- it reminds me of the clock right, is right twice a day. Wait. <laughs> oh, because flock and clock? May- yeah, that's probably. It just, it's strung. It, it's, it stroked a chord within. Mm. Strummed a chord? Yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty bad at capers. No. Dude, don't, I'm, you, don't have to, you don't have to stroke me. <laughs> I'd prefer not to. My ego. Oh. Okay. I hate, I hate. Stroke my ego? I hate that, yeah. Yeah, it's not pleasant. It doesn't He's, sound pleasant. You know, don't stroke his ego. It's like, ooh. <laughs> I, I don't want to. Stroking? In, I think yeah. that's one of those words that in modern language is just not used anymore because it's yeah. so... Made so dirty. Yeah, no, Struck. definitely. That's crazy. Like, unless you're, unless you are in uh, collegiate rowing, then you stroke all day. Stroke. Stroke, stroke with other guys and gals. Yeah, you stroke with, with the other people. You stroke in a boat. Yep. On the river. Yep. And you don't stop till you finish. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Go as fast as you can. Okay, what was really physically demanding? Can you read yours one more time? Absolutely. Thank you. Birds of a feather they stroke together. Okay, sorry. Birds of a feather flock together. Okay. You know what it means? Yeah, people that are similar tend to become groups or friend Mm -hmm. friend groups. Yeah. That's I think that's it, right? Yeah, 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 definitely. Nice. Um (laughs) when you said Okay, so Wikipedia, it was funny on Wikipedia, it said, um, and I didn't only get my sources from Wikipedia, by the way. Thank God. Thank God. But it did say, um, when it went to, into describe it, instead of saying, like, people are humans, it said, it said, beings, and in parentheses, usually humans, <laughs> and carried on with what you just said, basically. That is funny. So, little little tidbit about this one. Oftentimes, we hear it as just birds of a feather, Right. Yeah, yeah. And we know yeah. what that means. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like when in Rome. Like, it's, it's only oh. half of the phrase. And that's called an anapodotin. Anapodotin. I thought so. Yeah, it's, it's pretty intuitive. Um, and an anapodotin is a brief or incomplete... No, it's, it's an incomplete sentence, and it has a subject but no object. And it's most commonly used for... For set phrases, mm-hmm. it's not the most commonly used for set phrases, like when in Rome, do as the Romans do, but just when in Rome, or birds of a feather flock together. It's just birds of a feather. Oh, little tidbit. That's pretty neat. I I like that that that's such a common thing that they that it's a specific. It is it, it's a specific type of yeah idiom phrase or well anapa. What? So an anapodotin can it can refer to, well, It always refers to an incomplete sentence. Okay. But so you, you could you could take any incomplete sentence if you're reading the 
English paper, the term paper of a high school student. There's a, in, there's a sentence with a subject, but no object. It is an anapadon. But it's okay. most commonly used to describe oh. a, sh- a shortened aphorism. Okay. That makes sense. So it, it's its own type of sentence structure, but it's most commonly that. I got you. Birds of a feather. Yes. That's so, an abapanam. A boop, a bop, a blop, a bop, a beep, bop, boop, boop. What were you about to say? Oh, um, so when you think about the phrase literally for its words, where do you think it, like, where do you think it originated from? Like, birds of a feather yeah. flock together. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's, it's very strange wording. Yeah. Very strange wording. I've always thought that. This screams post-Great War. Wow. Yep. Uh, a lot of hardship. Post World War One. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna guess 1935. Wow, that was strong. Yeah. You went big. Always. You lost big. No. Yeah, unfortunately. 1936. Yep, that is it. Woo! Dot. 1936. In fact, is not. Oh. So. All right. Um. Okay. It actually, well, <laughs> the first time a similar sentence was printed was in 1545. I mean, that's within. Uh-huh. There were humans around. Yeah, there were. Time periods. And usually you do need the humans um, to write the phrases. You need creatures. Beings. Usually, beings, yeah. usually humans. Sure. Usually, yeah, exactly. They say that birds were the first ones to write this one down. Yeah. Why wouldn't it be? You're right. It makes the most sense. So 15 what? Uh, 45. Okay. So William Turner, he wrote... Will Turner! <laughs> what? From Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh! Yeah. It was him. Yeah. So he That's wrote funny. The Rescuing of a Romish Fox. Oh. Which I, we've all read. Yeah. Great. Great one. Great no- uh, novel? Great novel. Novel. Short, a series of short stories slash article in a newspaper. I don't know what it was. No, it's definitely an article in a ye old newspaper, you know. Sears Roebuck. Yep. So the sentence goes like this, and it's spelled in that weird old English way where all the I's are Y's. Yeah. And there's like unnecessary E's just sprinkled in to every word. So he says this. Birds of unkind and color flock and fly always together. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Unnecessary. Birds of one kind and color flock and fly always together. So he has no reference to feathers in his original saying. I I guess, but I guess, yeah, no, you're right. There's no, the word feathers isn't there, but it does say color, which sure. the color would come from the feathers. Are you sure? Yes. Okay, you win. Unless, unless you're a bird in the BP oil spill of 2000 and X. Don't get political on me. Yeah, I wouldn't dare. That oil was there already. <laughs> Those birds, des- they should have been there if they didn't want to get yeah, covered in oil. Yeah, why land in that? Come on. Um, anyway. So, interestingly, this phrase was written again in 1599, as oh. we know it today. I think that is the longest oh that's like the oldest uh, i don't even know 
<laughs> Gosh, I don't know. I'm just Whoa. so flustered. I, it, the, I think it has survived in its form for yeah. the longest of yes. pretty much any aphorism we've done. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, of course, once again, there are unnecessary E's added in. Oh, God. Like, in birds, there's an E between the D and the S. And right. flock. There's an E after flock. Bur- like why. bureds? Birdes. Bir- oh, birdes. 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 Of a feather will flock A together. Uh... That's pretty cool. I mean, I guess this birds of a feather will flock together, but it's very cool. The will is extra. Will Turner. That was a really good Jack Captain Jack impression. <laughs> will Turner. That was Davy Jones. Oh. Will Turner. Uh, it makes a lot of sense that it it comes from that time period. Uh, forget my post Great War guess, but like. Birds of a feather. That's some very antiquated yeah. structure right there. It, it doesn't make any sense in the way we use English nowadays. Yeah. Birds that birds that have this type of feather. Yeah. Doesn't sound quite. Yeah, a different way of... Because maybe it was before people... Before the word, like, species was very well known. So instead of saying birds of the same species... Sure. Flock together. They're like, well, I don't know the technical term, but their feathers look the same. <laughs> they yeah. look the same feather wise. Okay, let's see. So, dogs of a brown coat. Yes. Does that make sense? Dogs of a. Dogs of a coat. They sink the boat. We all know that one. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, in a very old language. So what are you trying to say with that? I'm trying to use of a in in the way he does, okay. in, in a way that makes sense to, um, like if I said it to the barista at the coffee shop, would would they? Oh, how look would at you weird? like translate this into like mo- like the most modern you can? No, just using of just seeing if if using of a mm. is used in in our in the way we speak today, and we're just not remembering or we're not getting can you Mm. think of anything Mm, i think it's always slightly weird to say to say it like that i think you're right i think it like people will get what you're saying but it it would just be they'd be like why did you say it like that there's something wrong get out of my coffee shop see now you've got this like old english uh, accent i do when Right now? Always? No, just right now. Oh, okay. Good. The of a, I think, triggered it. Of a. Duvet. So, another interesting thing about this one. In 1856, Benjamin Jouett translated um, Plato's work, Republic, oh. which is written in 380 BC. And one of the sentences, Benjamin translated as, Men of my age flock together. We are birds of a feather, as the old proverb goes. Which is pretty interesting, because as far as we know, this proverb was invented in uh, 1545, and this book was written in 308 BC, about 1800 years earlier. Do you follow? Plato, I'm traveler. Hmm, could be. That's the most reasonable explanation Mm -hmm. I can think of. Second most reasonable. Oh. Um, 
is that a lot of people believe that Benjamin Joet just kind of um well he 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 took some liberties here. He kind of oh. he kind of ad-libbed a little bit. He okay. either either Plato wrote a common phrase that was common in 380 BC but would make no sense in 1856. And so Benjamin just kind of swapped it out for a similar but current phrase or he just added it in just to spice it up oh so plato okay so he just it's possible that the translator just wanted to use a modern yeah phrase maybe mm. thought it would make more sense that way that's dirty don't do that to plato. i don't know man i mean like i don't know you think it's know. okay if it means the same thing as what Plato is trying to say. Yeah, because no matter what you say, even if it's like, if even if it's it's like word for word the exact translation, it's still not even what Plato said because Plato said it in Greek. That's and true. So so even if you slightly change the English words into a different phrase that has the same meaning, I don't see an issue. Okay. If more people are able to understand it, who cares? Well, you should find the birds of your feather, because you're crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Party at my nest. Bring your feathers. Bring your feathers. We don't say feathers anymore. It's too long. No. Oh, well, shoot. That was a good one, Parker. Thank you. Oh, and thank you for yours. Will you hit me with a rating? Yeah. Yeah, I will. Oh, we have an animal-themed podcast this week. Oh, cool, cool! Fish and birds, fish and birds, fish, fish and birds. birds. Put fish them in the pot kettle. Fish and birds, fish and birds, birds of a pot. fish. Fish of a kettle will flock together. Together, together. <laughs> fish of a kettle will swim. All right, should we rank? So, as we all know, rate first rating is the mouthfeel or yeah. roll off the tongue. Yeah. Uh, zero to ten, Parker. Uh, let's see. A pretty kettle of fish, and you can just rate that one. Pretty kettle of fish. A pretty kettle of fish. Yep. A pretty kettle of fish. Or a fine kettle of fish. Fine kettle of fish. Whichever one sounds better. Uh, you know, I'm gonna go with um seven. Is that for fine or pretty? Either. Oh. Okay. Overall seven. That's okay. Good roll off the tongue. And second, understandability. Zero through ten. Zero point zero. Zero zero. I'm gonna Oh wait, yeah, you're right. <laughs> zero though. Yes. Okay. You cannot fight me on that. You don't even know what it means. You only know what it means because you were told what it means. Your apology next week is gonna be so <laughs> rough. Gosh, people are gonna write a whole no, a whole page. Yes. I, I regret my actions and I have learned to never do anything like that again. Okay. Three point five. It's not who I am. I'm not that kind of person anymore. All right. Read me yours. Birds of a feather flock together. It's it has a nice has has a nice flow to it, and it if it rhymes, it, that's right. hard to beat. Right. Birds of a feather they flock together. Birds uh. of a feather flock together. Yep. Gosh, and then you can do birds of a feather. So versatile. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. One, zero. It's just, it's just, I can't think of a better sounding aphorism right now. And then clearly understandability, birds of a feather 
I'm gonna knock it because of a feather is some people might get tripped up. I respect that. But if you get that, it's very clear what it means. So I'll give it a solid six. Wow. Understandability of six. Eight overall. Yep. It earned it. It earned it. Plato said it best. Yeah, allegedly. Allegedly. All right. Uh, I think we had some pretty good ones this week. We learned a lot. I think we, yep. I think we, we all were, were more well-rounded people because of this week's podcast. Agreed. Uh, we learned of a new aphorism. A lot of times we use common ones, but mm-hmm. kettle of fish, new. All right, everybody. Uh, oh, I've got things. Thanks for listening. Rate. Good. Subscribe. Rate like we did, but not the aphorisms. Great. The podcast. Rate the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on Instagram. Email us. Yes. Our email that I don't remember. Yeah. It's on Instagram. <laughs> uh, we're on Facebook and Twitter. Very mixed activeness on those. Most active on Instagram, but not, not that active. But if you want to use Instagram to send us uh, any aphorisms, that would be cool. Uh, and then, oh, did I have something else? Uh, remember to stay wise. Stay, should should our, our, our closing line be stay wise? Yeah. We'll, we'll use it this week, but maybe not next week. If you would think of something better. Dude, I'm not going to think of anything better. What do we Dude, do? Don't. It just we're just gonna roll with it and act like we had this plan. Wait, okay, I thought of something funny. Okay, don't Shh. lose your ass. No, Forism. <laughs> I think we should say stay wise. All right, everybody. All right, stay wise. S- stay wise. Well, we need a two-parter so that I can be like, stay away. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm Andrew and I'm Parker and this is. Brother says, stay wise. Wise. (laughs) Don't lose that one. That's a keeper.